Game Under Repair podcast. We're recording this on the heels of the Super Bowl. This this episode, as much as we would like to probably talk about the Super Bowl, we're actually going to focus on you know a great golf tournament that just concluded as well at the WN Phoenix Open. This is one of the special tournaments of the year. We always call it the People's Major. You know, we think it's right up there with with all the other you know major tournaments. It's you know not considered a major, but you know in our eyes, it's it is the major of the people. We like the tournament and we enjoy talking about it. So this episode should be a lot of fun. Hope you enjoy. here in the aftermath of one of the most electric tournaments of the year, the WM Open, formerly the Waste Management Open. This is the first year with the new name. Not a huge rebranding, but they dropped the Waste Management part. I guess they didn't want to be associated just with waste, and I mean, who could blame them? You know, new brand, but same, you know, same energy, same, you know, high energy tournament. You know, what, what do you guys think makes this tournament so special and stand out, you know, among the rest? So I think it kind of just embraces the fun parts of golf and the casual fan slash player, what we enjoy about golf, of hanging out with friends, being outside. The weather's nice. Uh, It embraces, like, the tailgating aspect of, like, hanging out that you don't necessarily get at other golf tournaments. And I did some, I kind of looked back of when did this start? When did this, like, tradition start on 16? And when did, like, the tournament change? And it was really Tiger's hole-in-one. Before that, the tournament was kind of like any other tournament. But when he hit that hole-in-one, was just like every... They started building the stadium up around the hole. And they just embraced it. And just, it's been the one tournament every year where it just gets rowdy and... I think it's something golf needs. I don't think it needs to be every week. I think they could have it more than once a year to a like smaller scale. But yeah, I think that they just embrace that. I think a lot of people like seeing that every now and then. You get to see a lot more personalities from the golfers, which is always nice. And and a lot more skin, I think, too. Yeah, a lot more skin this year. You really saw the tan lines. <laughs> Domin and Higgs. They're athletes. <laughs> I was like, Harry Higgs is the defin- the true definition of an athlete right there. That's the peak male physique right there. Next time one of us eagles, one of them, you have to do that. I mean, that's just, that's going to be in our I'm doing it for a par. I was they did it for a par. <laughs> I'm so I was like, he did it, yeah. It's, if I you might guys do it on Saturday. If you guys egg me on enough, I'll, I'll just do it. Yeah. Might as well set the standards lower. Go for double. Every time you get a double, you just take your shirt off. Yeah, let's uh, strip off. You're losing round. (laughs) You're losing one article of clothing every double. Saturday on nine black. I may when when I hit it right into the water on on nine. I'm just gonna run and jump in the water. It's it's happening. So, I guess Sam, you touched on a little bit about you know this. This is really you know something special at the waste management. It really isn't something that happens at other you know at the other tournaments. Is it you know why do we think that is like what? What is it about this tournament? Is it the venue? Is it the you know the time of year, or is it really just you know the allure around it? And now it's kind of like you know self fulfilling prophecy, right? As as the you know lore around it has grown up, now now it's actually you know becoming true. I I think that the 
Uh, it's kind of like a lot of things, like you said. It's a slew. So, like, one, I think the, the weather plays a part into it. It's early in the year. It's out west. It gives people reason to get rowdy. And I think it's the precursor to the Masters. This is everybody getting all their energy out right before you get up to the Masters. And it's leading up. It's, it's the people's major. You got to have it. So, I think, it's, I think it's fun that the venue is allowing the fans to be able to act in this way. And I think that it's acceptable for that tournament. I don't know that it'd be acceptable for any other one. Like, I think if Harry Higgs and Joel Damon did that at the Masters, there would be a sniper that would murder them on the group. <laughs> like, I think they'd drop dead. The feed would cut, and all of a sudden it's like, Harry Higgs is no longer a PGA yeah. Tour golfer. Uh, they withdrew, but I agree with you, Audie. I think the weather, I think timing in sports, football season is always right at the end. They've changed kind of the weekend from, I mean, even 2019, it was the weekend before the Super Bowl. This year is the weekend of the Super Bowl. I think it people are realizing golf is happening again because I think the way that the golf season is set up really Fs with people's heads and that, like, it ends in October, but then it starts, like, the next week, technically, and that's why the FedEx Cup playoffs is always, the leaderboard's always so weird because... None of the top golfers play in the first couple tournaments before the holidays. So I think people just forget that golf is happening because of NFL and college basketball and college football bowl season. And this is like the, oh yeah, golf's back. Weather's about to get nice. Like Audie said, we're leading into the Masters. You got the Players' Championship coming up, which is also kind of like the people's major, but you can't get as rowdy. I don't think they're going to lean into the rowdiness. There. No, they're, just gonna, <laughs> they're just going to lean into the rowdiness. It is kind of rowdy. I've been twice, but it's not throw your beer cans on 16, cause a 25 minute delay. I think, yeah, I mean, just seeing, I think the, I think the, the videos of them lining up at like five, six in the morning for, and the guy, the, the first people aren't coming through till, you know, 11. So that's five or six hours later, but like, let alone like the leaders aren't coming through until, you know, 10 hours later. That's, that's some dedication too, which um, I think it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, everybody just wants to be a part of it. It's just where people want to be. And, you know, everybody wants to go see a, a tournament at Augusta. And I think now you say, hey, everybody wants to go be on 16 on a Saturday at the Waste Management. It's That's just part of, you know, a, a golf destination, a golf, you know, a, a check mark that you want to put on your bucket list for going and seeing at a golf tournament. There was a friend of mine that was there this past weekend. I went to college with him and he was, I think on Saturday, he was on the tee at 16. He was in the, in the grandstands at the tee. And we saw him. <laughs> yeah, we did. I saw him on TV. I, I showed him to Mike and Pat when we were watching the replay Saturday night. And I, just his, he put some stuff on his Instagram and his Twitter and just the atmosphere from his point of view. I mean, his phone got wrecked with beer I, I fell out of his hand at one point because he got hit with a can and he was just like, this is great. This is awesome. It's like, where, where else are you going to get that in a golf environment? Yeah. For the people that complain about 16, y'all need some fun in your life. I think, I think the biggest thing too, is I think it's all like, it's all, you have to be under control. Right. And I think that's probably a big thing. It's like, Hey, you're, you're going to go there. You're going to have fun, but there are still some rules there. Um, and like, I know a lot of people, you know, we're kind of iffy about, you know, the beer shower that happened after the hole in one. 
But I guess, like, I mean, the tournament had a plan in place to deal with it and address it, which to me means that they expected it to happen, right? So it's like, you know, maybe maybe they weren't sure if it would or how it would actually play out. But I mean, I, honestly, it was it was it was pretty cool. Like, I mean, it's not your traditional you know golf, but honestly, that that was a, a cool a cool thing to watch and a cool experience to see, regardless. I agree. So I know one of our talking points was about how they moved which tournament farmers to Saturday finish versus oh yeah Sunday because of football and and if then this goes to three playoff holes Super right. Bowl's already started <laughs> people are like all right we've been watching the way WM all day there was another ace and then the Super Bowl starts and you're like everybody's flipping the channel they all have their parties that are started so then people were talking about if you should change it and what do you guys think about that? I guess uh, my take is like, and I think for me, the comparison is just, all right, so we had a hole in one on Saturday. We had a hole in one on Sunday. And the one on Saturday was significantly more special than the one on Sunday. And like potentially because it was first, like maybe that's part of the reason. But like, I also think too, just like you said, right? The, the Super Bowl was also on Sunday. So potentially not the same level of crowd. Um, I think it, that one was a little bit earlier in the day. So potentially not the same level of crowd. But I think it's one of those things where you had such a you have such a such a strong Saturday at the WM that like why not make that your final day and say all right we're gonna go all in on we're gonna end this thing on a Saturday like everybody's gonna be you know having a great time that's you know the pinnacle of the party and we're gonna call it there and then we're gonna you know move on with the Super Bowl now I know partially like they didn't get to control the Super Bowl moving so I think this is the first year they've been at the, on the same weekend. So I think that's also something where, you know, maybe they didn't have time to react to it for this year, um, and maybe they'll consider it next year. But I think also the Saturday finish was kind of new this year. For, so potentially it's one of those things where they'll see, like, hey, maybe that is going to work. I think they should do it personally. Like, I think Saturday finishes for this time of year make a lot of sense with no college football in the way. And like you said, with the NFL football taking over Sundays, right, like no need to, no need to conflict, no need to butt right up against it and potentially have a situation like we had here where, you know, everybody's signing off, going to watch the Super Bowl while, you know, we're going into a playoffs for, in this case, it was three holes. Yeah, I agree with that because why are you going to try to compete on, I mean, for the same time, for the same viewers when the Super Bowl, I mean, just by nature is going to have a lot more viewership than a golf tournament. I, I know that it's the WM and WM's great and we love it, but I mean, there's a lot of people that are just going to put the Super Bowl above that. I think having it Wednesday through Saturday in this instance, I mean, you did it two weeks ago. Why not try to at least set it up that way again? I mean, it had it had success a couple of weeks ago because a lot more people watched. I mean, if you go look at the TV viewer ratings, I mean, I think they got another half a million viewers on Saturday than they normally would on Sunday. And especially with the finish, you don't want to come down to the wire. You have freaking two playoff holes you got to go, and people are skipping over that to go watch the Super Bowl. Well, it was kind of a disservice too, right? Like we've had so many good finishes here at the start of the year, and it's like this one should be right up there with all the other playoffs. And you know, last last uh, you know, I think this is our third or fourth playoff now. Yeah. So like it, I mean, that should it should have been up there just as high with you know the Hideki playoff and all that stuff. But instead, like I watched the first playoff hole, and then I switched to the Super Bowl. So, you know, I I was like, hey, my phone's gonna alert me when <laughs> whoever won. Like I'll be happy either way. To be devil's advocate here on this, 
I think next year, Wednesday through Saturday is going to work because the Super Bowl is in Phoenix. So I think Sunday could get tricky with having a finish and the Super Bowl, all the festivities and stuff happening. And then people at the tournament potentially could go to the Super Bowl. So you're like doubling on money there. Yeah, Um, I think I think from a pure just strategic, how do we get the most money out of those two events next year? Having having the waste management or the WM finish on Saturday would make so much more yeah. sense, right? Like, because there's going to be a lot of overlap there, right? People are traveling to Phoenix for either of the two, and now they can do both. You know, it's like, I think, I mean, you have huge numbers at, you know, I think, honestly, you're going to have more people at the waste management than you are at the Super Bowl. So it's like that, it's going to create a, a potentially cool atmosphere. So, I, I mean, we'll see if they do it. It would be. Like I said, I think it'd be a logistical, you know, for a money standpoint, a good reason. And also just not having to have the city have to figure out the logistics of how are people going to be moving around the city and getting to all these different venues and all that type of stuff. So I will say the way Phoenix is laid out, though, the Super Bowl and the Waste Management or the WM will be on opposite sides of the city, like northeast and 45 minutes southwest. So I don't know if you'll have that much like overlap, but I think just from a standpoint, if you want people to attend all the Super Bowl pre stuff happening throughout the city, um, it could draw a lot more people there. And so the NFL may try to push PGA to do that because then they get all these people to go to all these events and pay money. I think the NFL has a slightly bigger stick, so yeah, they might win out if they... um, I think this year, also to play devil's advocate for this year and other years, I still think Thursday through Sunday worked. I mean, we were able to see one playoff hole before the before the Super Bowl even started, and it's not like the PGA's fault that they couldn't finish, that Scheffler missed a four-footer that he hadn't missed all week. He was 100% from that distance, and then it goes to three playoff holes. I also think the WM should do 18-16, but there, since it's stadium course, there is a big logistical nightmare of trying to get people up and down steps fast enough, and I feel like there could be some injuries there. Yeah, um, I think for me, the the middle ground of that, because I think obviously 16 would be super fun to do in a playoff, but like I think the middle ground there is play 17 again, because 17 is a short, drivable hole, and like we saw with um, Tagala, like, you can absolutely screw yourself over on that hole with a shot that like, that was actually a really good shot. And it was like, obviously you could argue like, okay, he missed on the wrong side and you know, he hit it low and obviously, you know, it was a bad bounce, but like he put himself in a position where like, all right, if you miss it on the right, there's no chance that ever goes in the water. So like, obviously you can't say that that's hundred percent not, but like it, that hole would at least create excitement of, all right, now you're in a playoff and you have to make a decision on what like what shot are you going to hit? And then it's like, can you step up and actually hit it? I, I think 17 would be the good middle ground so that you don't have to worry about getting everybody in and out of the, the Coliseum there at 16. And I think viewership-wise, having a Sunday finish, you, pro- you may have had, I don't know what the numbers are, but all these Super Bowl parties are happening and nobody cares about the Super Bowl pregame stuff. Everyone had this tournament on until like, the rock came out and did his five minute monologue while the teams were ready to kick off, which was dumb, but everyone had it on the parties you're at all this stuff. And you may not be able to measure the metrics because 
TVs on is going to be a little skewed with all these like Super Bowl parties. Well, I think but, also plus you have your a lot of people together, right? So you're not going to have as many individual households. Yeah, that's so. what I'm like household streaming. But I think you could still extrapolate the numbers knowing what happens and they probably track what sports your house watches. So they're like, oh, their house doesn't have it on, but their friends that they follow on social media, they all got it on. So he's probably at one of their friend's house. Like yeah. the freaking analytics. They got the data on. You. Yeah, they got the data on. You. But I think, I don't know. It's tricky next year, Wednesday through Saturday could work. I think tradition of like Saturday at WM is where everyone just gets hammered. Like people were passed out on social media at like 10 a.m. Because they get there at like five or six. And I don't know if it being the last day would be the same same outcome. People are still working on Friday. So if you're like a local and have tickets. I think, I mean, Saturday obviously would potentially be the most rowdiest because you don't have to worry. Like typically Sunday, most people aren't working on Sunday. So, you know, the question I guess there also is like, do you want your rowdiest day to be on the last day, right? Where yeah. like, and like, I think, Obviously, like this worked and it has worked multiple times in the past. But like one of the things that you got like got to realize with this is like having a lot of potentially really drunk people in a really rowdy situation could get really bad really quickly, Um, especially a tournament like that. They significantly outnumber the players and the uh, the volunteers or the workers there that could potentially stop a situation that's getting out of hand. So like obviously like the beer showers, like, you know, maybe some people view that negatively. Like I, I think. I think it was cool and all in good fun, but like, you know, if things are getting more escalated than that in the future, you know, that's going to be interesting. And honestly, it might, right? Like one of the things that I think happens a lot nowadays is like, all right, the bar's set and every time you're trying to beat, you know, beat the previous best, right? So we had a beer shower in 16 this year. So, you know, going into next year, there's going to be people who are like, hey, we got to be better than that. We got to make more of an impression this year than we did last year. Watch the PGA come in and put fireworks in there if somebody hits a, fu- a hole in one. I swear, if they put fireworks in there, I'm literally may give up watching golf for at least a month. They like, I, why, why don't you want a car there? I was like, like on all the holes that you don't want, that you could want a car. It's They're like, gonna freaking put a QR code for crypto, like that commercial in the Super Bowl. If they're like, you make a hole in one, you get one crypto, whatever cryptocurrency pays for it. So we're they're gonna be sponsored by the the waste management coin. You get a dump truck. That's true. That's what they should give you. They just give you a trash truck so you can drive around in a trash truck for the week. No, but it's a golf cart size. Yeah. So you can it's bring a golf cart trash truck. It holds your, hold your All right, Loki, if I, if I got a hole in one on the 16 and I got a golf cart trash cart, that would be sick. Yeah, I think the, this tournament is going to be really fun to see on the Netflix documentary. Uh, it was confirmed that Netflix cameras were on 16 during the first and second hole-in-one. And the Harry Hicks situation. situation. <laughs> so it's going to be really fun to see the WM on one of the episodes. Yeah, and I, just following the players. Also today, hopefully they have Hideki asking Harris Higgs <laughs> for some skin on the range. That would be awesome. I think... Uh... It will be interesting to see how they tell that story. Like, how are they going to spin what happened here this past weekend, eight months from now? Like, I think, I don't know, it'd be interesting. I don't. Who knows what's going to happen at future tournaments? Yeah. What about if you just started having beer showers, not from a stadium course, but just people in the crowd around the green? Like, 
TPC Sawgrass, you got a bunch of beer cans going into the water. That's at uh, Augusta, they're just throwing the pimento cheese sandwiches. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And you just got pimento cheese. You got some egg salad. Yeah, I don't like like you said. I think the I think the good news at least is that we have a lot of great tournaments coming up. Right, the players, the Masters is I think less than fifty days away, maybe fifty. I saw as fifty one, I think a day ago. So it might be fifty today. But it's I mean, there's a lot of good golf, and you know, if you're a golf fan, you know, this is a good tournament. We have good one next at Riviera this this week, and then you know, we got players shortly after that. So should be a lot of good golf that we're going to be able to watch here coming up. Yeah, off topic. But Scotty is the oldest 25-year-old I've ever seen in my life. Definitely looks a lot older than he is. I think, uh, well, I guess since you brought it up, yeah, I mean, so Scotty Shuffler did win in the playoff. I think we now made it this far without actually mentioning the fact that he did win. So I guess something that I thought was, was interesting, I mean, this is his first win. So I didn't, I guess that surprised me for as good as he's been doing. Was he on the Ryder Cup team? Yeah, he was. He was. He beat uh, beat Rom. he beat Rom. Yeah, that was probably that's probably like his biggest. I mean, I don't. It obviously doesn't count as a win, but like that's probably his biggest thing he's done so far. I count it as a win. So I would count beating. It goes Rom. In, wait. It goes in your win loss column of your Ryder Cup record. Yeah, I just don't so, think it counts as like a tournament. I win. know, I know. But yes, yeah, beating Rom straight up is you know definitely a highlight. I think uh, I think he's also six straight top twenty finishes at majors. So like, like pretty good. Like. What's actually kind of crazy, though, is like as good as like all the stats I was looking up to be like, this is how good Scotty Shuffler has been lately. I didn't looked up like all the Patrick Cantley stats and it's like, OK, he's just on another level. It's like so that's that's crazy. Obviously, didn't win this week, but this is his sixth straight top 10, which. For as much as I like to look at Rom as like this really consistent, you know, gets top 10s all the time. In fact, Rom did top 10 this week as well. It's like Patrick Cantley might be just as good so it'll be interesting to see who ends up with more wins this year if those are you know the top two guys as far as consistency who's going to be who's going to end up with more wins when it's all said and done so scheffler like sneaks up on you on the leaderboard well every time i'm like oh yeah the cut. well yeah he's <laughs> like two he, under and he literally, he literally but just like from i behind. feel like every time he shows up on the leaderboard you're like it's like three holes left. You're like, wait, Scheffler just finished. He's like T3. Where where the heck did he come from? Right. Well, and like this, even this tournament. So I think he birdied four of his last six. So like, you know, if you looked at the leaderboard going into like, you know, 13, it's like he was in the top 10 yeah. and all of a sudden just clipped off several in a row. And all of a sudden it's like, all right, now he's tied. And I mean, he had a chance to win in regulation too. So like that was, that would have been five of the last six if he would have got that the down, but. Yeah, also, I mean, sneaky one. Looking at the just stats from the weekend, the biggest one that stands out is if Xander and JT could putt, they would have won by thirty shots. Yeah, I think JT Come, had negative strokes game putting. Yeah, JT yeah. was at negative point seven, and Xander was at negative point three strokes putting, but they were at plus. 3.18 and plus 3.29 strokes T to green. And everyone else in the top 10 was 1.6 or below or 1.8 or below. Do they have it? Are you so looking at like, Is that for the whole weekend or just the final round? Whole weekend. Can you look at final round real quick and see what uh, what Scotty was on the last in uh, strokes gain approach? Minus 0.41. Weird. Cantley was plus three. Was he? Jeez. That's. So I was 
it seemed crazy because like I feel like I felt like I thought that Scotty was hitting much closer, and maybe maybe it was the difference like front nine back nine. Like I think on the back nine he did hit one hit him pretty close, but I didn't I didn't expect you to say negative strokes gain approach on that. So also Cantlay putted terribly on Sunday. Well, I think uh, minus one point four two, and for him that's a lot. Forty minutes to make every putt. Yeah, I think I I think I saw a video. It's like he literally had like was it twenty five seconds standing over the ball before he hit it. Like I think on seventeen or eighteen, it was like holy crap, man! That he was over that ball for a while. He shuffles his feet for like fifteen seconds and then just stands there. Yeah, one uh, one year Nate, who couldn't make it on the pod because he's a new dad since the last time we recorded. Shout out Rory Shout McElroy out. Jones. Rory Mac. Rory and McElroy Jones. Um, one of his buddies went to the went to Kiowa with us when we were in high school, Tristan, and he had that same routine. Every time he got over the ball, he'd start like tap dancing for like twenty five seconds, and finally we were just like, Tristan, just hit the ball. Like that's worse. You're like standing over it too long, and I feel like I thought of that when I was watching Cantley. I'm yeah, like, dude, stop dancing with your feet just hit it it was irritating yeah. me i don't i mean i guess what i'll say is like you know i i think you kind of have to look at it in the context like is he slow everywhere else on the course or is it just putting and like you know i think was he's in the like sort of some of the last group so if if he's not holding other people up does it really matter like i think it is definitely tough though when they are focused in on him for so long and it's like all right <laughs> you're just sitting there for 20 seconds watching all right, when's he going to actually hit it? It doesn't make for the most exciting when you have to, you know, watch that a bunch on the coming I mean, in. I'm not going to I'm not going to make fun of it because 18 out of his last 20 rounds have been 68 or better. So, whether it's 71 or 72 par, I mean, he hasn't shot over par in 20 plus rounds. Like that's ridiculous. Maybe that's the secret. Maybe maybe that's what everybody should be doing is spending 25 he, seconds. He's playing like the best the most consistent anyone's played since a tiger stretch, probably. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what, like if he can sustain it, like, can he get close to any of the records? Cause like, I'm always so blown away. There's always so like, I think, you know, there's several people on Twitter, like Justin Ray's a good one, but like throw out so many of these, like, here's this guy who's playing really good. And then it's like, Oh, and then by the way, tiger was like 10 times better than this guy. Who's <laughs> like, all right, that's, it's like never fails. It's like, yep. He was like really most that good. rounds without missing a cut. I think Tiger's one and two in that stat. In yeah, like consecutive. But somebody was close and they just missed the cut at the AT and T, and it was like fifty. Was it Ricky? No. <laughs> but then Tiger's was like two hundred something. Yeah. And someone's like that. That honestly will never be touched because of the competition level. Yeah, I think. But, I mean, that's you know, this is definitely a different era. It definitely yeah. feels like competition's up a little bit relative, but. Yeah. Anyways, we're getting off topic now, just talking about golf because it's exciting. At least this past weekend was really exciting. It was. It was exciting. And, you know, it was a great weekend. And, you know, hopefully we'll get more of those coming up. Like you said, great golf. So a lot of opportunities. And I don't know. I'm. Let's just every tournament ends in a playoff would be <laughs> a great way to go with 2022. Oh, I got one last shout out. Um, shout out Charlie Hoffman criticizing the PGA then comes dead last after the cut, though. I, so you got to put an asterisk because people are like, oh, he, he finished dead last. He's like plus 12. I'm like, 
but he's not actually dead last. He he made the cut. It is still satisfying though to see. It is. It was satisfying because yes, the rule kind of sucks. Like you placed your ball, it wasn't moving, and then it rolled back into the water. But it's like, dude, then just go to Saudi Arabia. Because they apparently have all these golfers ready, but they won't say anything. It's gonna be freaking fire fest. Like I don't mind I I don't mind him saying, like, hey, this rule sucks. But then to be like, oh, and by the way, I'm going to tag these other tours on it's like what are they gonna do for you like are you trying to recruit like hey this one sucks i'm willing to come he didn't get a bryson offer so he was feeling feeling like he'd put his name in the hat